This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Schadenfreude, everybody must have screamed, ah, he's a sung hero. Little pushy pushy. Are you back from listening to Stairway to Heaven twice? Now those are just words I looked up on the internet. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello, welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, I'm Josh Witt. We're in the off season for WVU, basketball from the college perspective, is coming to a close. Final Four is set. Can you believe this Final Four? <laughs> Miami, didn't have them. Connecticut, didn't have them. San Diego State had them losing in the first round. Florida Atlantic, wow. Shout out to Conference USA. What a Final Four. And West Virginia, not one of those four, lost in the first round. But what can West Virginia learn from this year's group of Final Four teams? Is there a blueprint there that all of these four teams share that West Virginia, not that they're going to get to the Final Four next year, but to not only get to the NCAA tournament, but maybe, you know, try to get to that second weekend. Maybe they can learn a thing or two from the Owls, the Aztecs, the Huracans, the Huskies. So I looked into Ken Pomeroy's computer to try to get some deets. And the first thing West Virginia can learn from these final four teams is it's helpful when a majority of your starters were on the roster last season for this final four. 15 of the final four's 20 starters, they were on that team's roster one season ago. Doesn't mean they all have been lifelong, you know, four-year starters, but it just means what I told you, that the season before, with the team. This this season, they're in the Final Four. And so when you compare that to West Virginia this year, Kedrian Johnson, only starter for WBU that was on the roster last season. 
Now listen, it's it's we're in the NIL era, transfer portal portal era, lots of moving parts. Every season it's its own season. I get it. You're not gonna have four-year guys on the roster as a as a rule. It can absolutely happen. And you can see that within this final four group, but it's it's a rare bird these days, right? But if you can get major contributors, high-end guys who are going to play for you a bunch to stay for two to three seasons, like one Kedrian Johnson, then I think that gives you a competitive advantage. And when you look outside of this season and look at WVU's rosters, the last WVU roster that made it to the second weekend of the tournament, I'll I'll, I'll roll them off for you. I'll reel them off for you. I'll rock and roll them off for you. Javon Carter, four-year guy. Daxter Miles, four-year guy. Kanate, sophomore. Beetle Bolden, sophomore. Issa Ahmad, junior. Lamont West, sophomore. All these guys started games and were on the roster the prior season before they made it to the Sweet 16, losing to Villanova in 2018. Chase Harler was on that roster, two-year guy. Logan Rout, sophomore. Those guys are in the rotation as well. So again, it's hard to expect. And right now, we got a decent number. It's still early, but a decent number of guys still affiliated with the university. And if you can get, you know, no matter what happens, I think the number of guys who are going to be on this roster that were on the roster this season is going to be way more than the five we had last year. Remember with the loyalty poster, <laughs> they got loyalty in their DNA. Let's not talk about one of those guys that's already gone. But anyway, you're going to have more. And in theory, you could have a starting lineup next season with the majority of the guys who were on this season's roster, even if more guys leave. So that's the first thing we can learn from the Final Four. Second thing this is not a new thing if you if you follow Ken Pomeroy's computer, but it's absolutely true. If you're going to make a run in the tournament and a and a deep run into the tournament, you should be one of two things. You either need to be elite at offense or elite at defense or be really good in both. And by really good, let's say be in the top 50 in Ken Pomeroy's computer in offensive and defensive efficiency. Look at the final four this year. FAU, top 30 on Kim Pomeroy's computer at offense and defense. Miami, not great defensively. Elite offensively, number four in offense. San Diego State, flipping. Okay at offense, number four in the country in defense. And then Connecticut, Top 11 in both, number four in offense and 11 in defense. So they're really good at everything. And that's the formula. The You, you go back 10 NCAA tournaments. The only team that made the final four that didn't have an elite offense or defense or be the top 50 in both offense and defense, you got to go back to Sister Jean's Loyola Chicago in 2018. That coach is at Oklahoma now. That's the only one. The other 39 teams that made the Final Four fit that criteria. And so West Virginia's not there, right? Uh, you look back historically, the the team that didn't get to play in the tournament because pandemic, that was an elite defensive team. 
All four of the Press Virginia teams, top 50 in both, with a couple of seasons of elite defense. The first four years that Bob Huggins uh, was at Morgantown, top 50 in, in both, including a Final Four run. So when you look at this season, WVU's defensive rating is going to finish outside the top 50, and offense was not elite, but really good. So what's what's the path that's most attainable for WVU to not make a Final Four run, but to get to that second weekend? I mean, when you look at defense, and it's, it's high 50s, uh, can you get major – improvements next season defensively uh maybe <laughs> i mean if Conquo continues to develop as a shot blocker woggy's got some shot blocker in him if that's kind of everything feeds to them and they swat everything out i don't know how much that makes them improve and they've got to get stronger as well then maybe but i don't see it right now and maybe they pick up some defensive guys in the portal so if you don't have that, I think the path that's that makes the most sense without factoring in who the head coach is, is to become an elite offensive team. And again, this is based on Ken Pomeroy's computer. So it doesn't mean you have to be the best shooting team. It can mean you can dominate with offensive rebounding. You just have to be efficient. And what if you are an elite offensive team continue to improve defensively because this team, while it wasn't in the top 50 this season, they improved from last year. So if you keep Trey Mitchell and you keep Joe Toussaint and Jose Perez hangs out and Omar Silverio, he sticks around and Seth Wilson sticks around and second year Josiah Harris and you get more portal offense, you can see You've got guys who can score the ball, guys who are willing passers, and you could see the offense take another step up, closer to elite status. Now, what what kind of rubs against that is we all know Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins. It's not his M.O. His M.O. is not to be, I don't think he's turning it down, but his M.O. is not being elite offensively. <laughs> you wouldn't say, describe Bob Huggins' teams as being uh elite offense you just don't say it and so that's the that's the rub however i think it's the most attainable path for bob huggins and what west virginia can bring back for next season so that's number two thing you can learn and then third this is kind of <laughs> it i'm cheating here but you can't just give two things you've learned you got to give all things are better in threes the third thing you can learn is just to be more lucky. <laughs> Have better luck. Very easy to say. I don't know how to actually put that in motion as far as being more lucky. I, I'm using that term because Kim Pomeroy's computer when you scroll through, you don't even have to pay the annual fee. You can go to KimPom.com in the middle of the page, that column, uh, the middle will say luck, and it'll give a number, and it'll give a ranking. And when you look at the Final Four this year, you'll see that UConn kind of goes against the grain this year as making the Final Four with a terrible luck ranking. I mean, this team went into January undefeated, very highly ranked. Then they lost 
you know, they end up losing eight games on the season, but they lost a bunch right in the middle of the season, then righted the ship, and now they're in the Final Four. But most of the time, teams that make it to the Final Four, not necessarily that they're lucky teams, but they you definitely don't look at that luck rating and say they were unlucky. UConn is the exception. And so what does that mean? Well, you know, I could have somebody like uh, WVU stats guy. I could have Joel come back on and explain better what the luck ranking, what goes into that. My understanding is basically you look at your analytics and you compare it to your winning percentage, right? And so if you have real good stats and you win a lot or you have really terrible stats and you don't win a lot, then not much luck involved there, right? You kind of are what you are, and your record definitely reflects what kind of analytics you're putting out there. If you have real good stats, but you don't win a lot, you're unlucky. If you have okay stats, but you have a way better, that, or you win a bunch, but your stats say you're okay, then you're lucky, all right? So I looked at the luck statistic for the Mountaineers, in Hall of Fame, Basketball Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins, 16 seasons in Morgantown. And are you sitting down? (laughs) Would you be surprised that Bob Huggins has been extremely unlucky, according to Ken Pomeroy's luck ranking? It can't come as a shock. Like, without even looking at numbers, you think, all right, like things you think about with Bob Huggins, you say, could have won a national championship at Cincinnati if Kenyon Martin didn't break his leg. You think about Deshaun Butler tearing his ACL in the final four game against Duke. You, these horrible, without looking at numbers, unlucky moments attributed to Bob Huggins. But when you dig into the Ken Bomeroy luck stat, the analytics say he's unlucky as well. And <laughs> West Virginia is coming off of this 2022-2023 season was, and this is saying something, this was Bob Huggins' lowest or most unlucky team based on that luck rating. West Virginia ended up, is going to end up in the 320s. There's This year there's like 364 Division I teams, and West Virginia... <laughs> <laughs> was uh, more unlucky than 320-some. And in 16 seasons, Bob Huggins has had two lucky seasons, two based on this debt, three seasons where it kind of was what it was, their analytics reflected their winning percentage. And so, again, I told you, 16 seasons now, Bob Huggins at West Virginia. So that means a 11 of Bob Huggins' 16 seasons were deemed unlucky (laughs) by Ken Pomeroy's computer. Bob Huggins has had major success. The program's done well under Bob Huggins at WVU. And 11 of those 16 seasons, luck was not on his side based on a statistic that Ken Pomeroy keeps track of. So let's just say, and it fluctuates year to year as, as far as how many Division One teams, but let's just say on average about 350 Division One teams each season, 16 seasons, right? West Virginia has finished the season with a luck rating or a luck ranking of 214, 
217, 221, 227, 280, 289, 294, 315, 321, and then <laughs> the most unlucky season this season of 324. You can't make that up. I mean, I'm just reading the numbers. It's not even close as far as, again, one statistic on one statistician's computer. But those numbers, you <laughs> again, one rabbit's foot, right? 300s, you're walking under a ladder <laughs> while a, back, a black cat is crossing your path and you're stepping on every crack in the sidewalk. Like all of the and like and you and you headbutt a mirror. That's that. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're if you're seventh, if that number is seven, then you found a penny on the ground in its heads, and you rub the rabbit's foot, and you saw a leprechaun. Like I don't know what else. What else is uh, what else is lucky? But Bob Huggins' luck. <laughs> is the like just think of the most unlucky things and that's and that's been huggins tenure at wvu so again i'm kind of stuck on this one as far as how do you tell someone to be more lucky uh i don't i i'm i'm at a loss for words there but if you figure that out then pass that along to old huggy bear because he could definitely (laughs) he could definitely use some luck The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. How about this tournament, right? The Owls. I mean, in a tournament where underdogs are making it happen, why not go for the Owls? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If I didn't say in the first segment, I just want to take a moment to congratulate the Miami Hurricanes for representing the Atlantic Coast Conference, the longtime powerhouse Atlantic Coast Conference in the Final Four. Once again, the ACC represented in the final four coming off of last season where they had two teams in the final four. Just what a run for the ACC, right? I mean, obviously Miami makes the final four and the ACC homers on the internet, the small part of the internet that I pay attention to, they make the astute observation, you know, they look around, Oh, shoulder shrug. Where are the big 12 teams in the final four? I don't see any. Do you see any? You know? And then 
from that make the logical, again, very rational conclusion, ACC, underrated, big, bad, big 12, overrated. Am I right? And let's just talk this out. It's just me and you here. You're listening. I'm talking into the microphone. Let's t- let's talk about the ACC. Let's talk about that that behemoth that is the ACC. <laughs> and let's start with a with a a team and a school with lots of basketball history, uh, lots of basketball success. Let's talk about the Louisville Cardinals. This year, not the best for our friends in Central Kentucky. Louisville started the season losing home games to Bellarmine. You remember those? You remember them? West Virginia played them last season. Bellarmine, Wright State, not wrong state, <laughs> and Appalachian State. So they started with that 0 and 3 start. They finished the season 4 and 28. So Miami, you would argue, represents the best of the ACC. Uh, No one is disputing the worst of the ACC this season, the Louisville Cardinals. Guy keeps his job. Guy had a 4-28 season as the head coach, uh, still the head coach. But on the bright side, of those four wins, two of them came in conference. So congrats to Louisville on, on not going over. In the conference schedule, who were those two wins against in the in the mighty ACC? One was the Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech, they had quite a run this year. Nine-game losing streak on their record. And so that's not great. And that coach got fired. Four and 28, keep your job. But that was his first season. It's there's nowhere to go from up, right? In the in the West Virginia in West Virginia terminology, setting a low bar. And so that guy can hopefully exceed it next season. So one was the Georgia Tech. The other win for Louisville was to the Clemson Tigers. Okay. And we remember Clemson. Clemson, with that loss to Louisville, finished one win out from being a co-champion of the ACC in the regular season. That was the difference. (laughs) Losing to what ended up being a 4-28 and Louisville team. Clemson, who, again, if they would have beat, like, 28 other teams beside them, if they would have got over on Louisville, they would be a co-ACC champion. But because they lost to Louisville, Clemson didn't make the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Clemson tied for third in the regular season, wasn't invited to the ACC ter- to the NCAA tournament. They did get an NIT invite. They lost that. <laughs> they lost the first game to Moorhead State, right? At home. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how you, uh, and again, just, just pointing out information, you know, we're just trying to give a well-rounded opinion here on, Overrated, underrated, properly rated conferences. Clemson ended up tied for third in the ACC. The two teams that tied for third in the Big 12 were Kansas State and TCU. Both of those teams very comfortably were invited to the NCAA tournament. 
Both teams won games in the NCAA tournament, and one of those teams, Kansas State, had the ball with seconds left and a chance to force overtime, and if they scored more points in overtime, they would have made this Final Four. Clemson lost in the first round in the NIT to Moorhead State. Yeah, hey, Josh, uh, you know, West Virginia, first round bull. I'm just trying to trying to get as close to apples and apples, apples to apples comparison here, ACC versus Big 12, specifically those two. So that's your comparison of third place teams. And the, the two last place teams, so Louisville, clearly the worst team in, in the ACC, the two teams that tied for worst in the Big 12 – were Texas Tech and Oklahoma. And let me look at their resumes. Oh, I see. Texas Tech, yes, they lost eight in a row in the Big 12. But Texas Tech also beat an Elite Eight Texas Texas team. Texas Tech didn't beat Texas Tech. Texas Tech beat Texas. And it just so happened that the last place team in the Big 12, Texas Tech, played the last place team in the ACC during the regular season in beautiful Hawaii. What was the final score of that game? Let me pull it up here. Oh, yes. Texas Tech 70, Louisville 38. (laughs) So in a head-to-head comparison of the two worst teams in each conference, one team won by 32. All right? And then you look at Oklahoma. What's on their resume? Well, they beat the top-seeded team in the NCAA tournament by 24. And they were up at 30 at some point. So there's your there's your comparison of the last-place teams. One ACC team made it to the Final Four. Congratulations, Miami. One ACC team made it to the Elite Eight. Congratulations, Miami. Big 12 had two. One ACC team, one, made it to the Sweet 16. The Big 12 had two. Three ACC teams made it to the round of 32. So that's pretty good, right? They have wins in the Big 12 tournament or in the NCAA tournament. The Big 12 had four that made it to the round of 32. Of the teams that made it to the NCAA tournament from the ACC, two of them were in the play-in game. One couldn't win the play-in game, and the other one beat a Mississippi State team who shot 38% from the floor and Mississippi State lost by one. So by that, by just continuing logic and just and just laying it all out, I would argue that the Big 12 was properly rated this season as the best top to bottom basketball conference in these United States of America. And using logic as well, the ACC was properly rated as the worst top-to-bottom basketball conference in the Power Six. One man's opinion. Are you on the Twitter? Unreasonable Doubt's on the Twitter. Find stuff about the podcast and other takes that aren't on the podcast on Twitter at I'm Josh Witt. I-M-J-O-S-H-W-H-I-T-T. Check it out. The Twitter. 
Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. The number of Josiahs on WVU's roster has been cut in half. Josiah Davis is the second Mountaineer to enter the, enter the transfer portal this offseason. Following Jamel King, Davis walked on this season for WVU. Uh, didn't think he was making <laughs> the actual roller coaster. He did, but didn't have a scholarship. He played nine minutes in six games. He was the captain of the bench this season. Just top to bottom from beginning to end, the best enthusiasm off the bench. I mean, Chuck Berry air guitars <laughs> kicking down the sidelines after made threes. Just a great walk-on season for Josiah Davis. And so I wish Josiah Davis the best of luck in his future endeavors. And listen, we're 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 two down to the portal. The portal doesn't close until May 11th. So now we have portal openings and portal closings. We've got <laughs> we've got a month and change of the portal remaining open. So the losses probably don't stop there, right? I mean, how many more are going to leave? And I don't know the answer to that, but here's what I'd be shocked by. I'd be shocked if both Kobe and jo Kobe Johnson and Seth Wilson are on the roster next season. I'd be shocked. I, it's possible, but I'd be shocked if both of them are back next season. I'd also be shocked if the fifth-year guys, the guys making fifth-year decisions, Trey Mitchell, Joe Toussaint, Jimmy Bell Jr., I'd be surprised if all three stay at WVU for their pandemic season. Those are the only two situations that I'd be shocked by. Nothing, nothing would shock me outside of that. Stay tuned. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Overcast, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WEU for the 2022-2023 season, they had 19 wins and they had 15 losses. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.